Podcasts are an independent way for podcasters like me to bring a local voice to your ears. At the Spent the Rent Podcast, we strive to raise awareness of topics that affect the often underrepresented. Our title sponsor, Oregon Cashflow Pro, offers free money management advice that can help you take control of your finances. At OregonCashflowPro.com, you will find videos to guide you towards your goal of financial freedom. For more info, there will be a link in the show notes. The following podcast is available on all major streaming sites, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can now listen to all previous episodes, donate to the podcast, and buy shirts directly from the Spent the Rent podcast at our newly designed official website, strpod.com. In the Pacific Northwest, art can come in many shapes, sizes, and mediums. And using our bodies as a canvas isn't just common, it has become the norm. A colorful array of ink gets pushed from tattoo machine to flesh on more and more Oregon residents every day. Today on the Spent the Rent podcast, we talk tattoos with Jake Overtime Williams. Welcome to the Spent the Rent Podcast. I am your host, Self-Esteem Boat Willie. My guest today is Eugene, Oregon tattoo artist, Jake Overtime Williams. Jake, welcome to the show. What's up, guys? I really appreciate you coming out and doing this. A uh, little backstory for us is we are both uh, class of 2000 from Springfield High. Now, I graduated from South, but we started at, at Springfield High at the same time, and we've known each other for a long time, kept in touch definitely through social media, which is always cool with, with your... And we never left our freaking hometowns. So. Right, right. Still here. Still here. Still here. <laughs> still, you know, uh, townies. Right. But uh, I really appreciate you coming out. You know, you've become my number one go-to guy for all of my tattoos. I had some of my early work done by a friend of mine who was an apprentice. And I have to say the one thing that I will give him credit for, even though you've had to clean some of them up, was that he knew that his skill set was so limited, so he never pushed himself past that, right. which I think is was good for me because the line work was always on point, but the color blending and all that was questionable. Right, right. We're going to get into a little bit later about your early career and how far you've came and all that good stuff. So, right. So thanks again for coming. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. And so you work at uh, Anchored Inc. Yep. And, you know, you're all independent contractors there, but, right. you know, basically that's the umbrella. And that's, it's become a pretty, you know, reputable place in the area yeah yeah actually uh first uh let's see the eugene shop opened probably a little over five years ago um springfield shop's been open just about three years we're coming up on the three-year mark right now actually and when that kind of arose as an option was that something that you were like all over because yeah. i know that being in your hometown is was that's, it a good... that's actually a really cool story too dude um yeah when i when i started out well actually even before i started tattooing um uh, most of the guys that I work with now were actually affiliated with another shop in town. Um, I'm not going to mention a name, but, uh, you know, all, all those guys work together. It, it was a great environment to go in and get tattooed and, and hugely inspirational to go in there and see the work that they were putting out and stuff. And, and so before I even started tattooing, um, you know, when it kind of came into to my mind that I might maybe do this one day, uh, those were the people that I wanted to work with, right. you know, like that was, that was a goal of mine. And, um, yeah, so two, three years into the business, I end up 
you know, right there on our front porch. And, right. You know, tattooing alongside of them and everything. So, and that was yeah. at the location across from Safeway on, on 18th. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Eugene. Yeah. And then, but yeah, with Springfield, I mean, growing up here, it's a, is it a different... Is it a different clientele that you have coming in or is it kind of nowadays you know, people travel a so, little bit? I mean, it's not like it's far. It's a couple miles. Right. But. Right. You'd be surprised though, dude. Um, yeah. When I, so when I first got started tattooing, I was tattooing on main street in Springfield at a shop and, right. and definitely a different clientele down there for right. sure. sure. I mean, we all can, can kind of see that. Um, but yeah, when I moved into Eugene, um, you know, being, being in that neighborhood, I felt like, you know, people were coming in looking to spend money. Nobody was really trying to hassle prices and stuff like that. And so the thought of coming back into Springfield actually kind of worried me. Sure. Um, you know, I, I was worried that I was going to catch some of those old clients that, uh, you know, may not have been the best ones to work with or right. whatever. But, but I think uh, that in general, it's like, you know, uh, Zach Bissett was on the show yeah. remember from high school and yeah. he's now on the school board and for Springfield and works for Willamette Lane. And we did a whole show about how Springfield's changed about yeah. how the perception and, and this really what's changed. We were trying to put our, our finger on it. And I think it's the sense of pride has changed Yeah, yeah. that now there's this kind of place. There's a, there's a thing to be proud of and right. they've done a lot to revitalize it. And I have to admit, I actually haven't been to the Springfield location. Funny enough, my stepson Malachi got yeah. his first tattoo there. So yeah. he's been in there and checked it out, but I haven't seen it, but I'd imagine you know, anything you do, you take pride in. I'm sure it's pretty clean. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's not, very... not just the environment. Like, obviously it's sterile, but like the outside probably looks really good. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. it's a great, it's a great location. Uh, plenty of visibility from the street. I mean, everybody is super professional inside oh, yeah. and stuff. So is Melody there? Uh, no, she works at the Eugene she's shop. At the Eugene. Yeah. She's really talented. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was actually kind of crazy though, coming back into Springfield from Eugene, like, uh, um, I think coming back into Springfield actually kind of kind of helped propel my business. You know, I mean, I'm I'm working through their shop, but but me individually, I mean, I went from being like a month out to like three or four months out. I'm you sure. Know, time. And then your close friends that you've grown up with too. Yeah. You know, I mean, now that we can actually afford tattoos, right. you know, and right. we're all gamefully employed and all that fun stuff. <laughs> but you know, because I, I know that for me for barbering that that's the truth. That like a lot of my friends that I've grown up with, maybe even you included, that you're like, well, campus, it's hard to find parking, and yeah, it's just a, and you know. To be honest, I've actually always wanted to come to you to get a haircut. I know, and it's and, just our and hours. I just are never knew where you were at. Dude. Yeah, our hours <laughs> are the same. I don't really promote a ton because I don't have to because I work on campus and, right. and you know down the well, road. I, I think I had you cut my hair back when you were out west eleventh or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, a lot of the kids I grew up. I grew up with, uh, you know, I'll see them during the summer because they, they're like working and they're in Springfield and when, right. you know, they'll take a day off with their kids or something and bring them down. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's funny. Cause you know, coming up on our 20 year, uh, anniversary, everybody's or 20 Don't year say reunion, that. not anniversary, something like that. <laughs> I got invited to the 2009 or the, the 1999 high school graduation. And it's funny cause I, I didn't graduate from Springfield for one, and I would have graduated in 2000. I yeah. graduated from South, but... Did you go? No, no, I got... I just did the Facebook page, and I was like, what? I, I don't know what to do here. Yeah. Like, because I, cause I wouldn't... I only went to school with these guys for, like, nine months total, right. you know? Right. Well, and, and we're still local, so, you know, yeah. a lot of the people that we want to see, we still see them. Sure. You know? I mean, yeah. I think that I... The, two, the 2020 or the 2020 year high school reunion for Springfield. That's the one I'd want to go to Yeah, because, and even though, like you said, we've kept in touch, it'd be really fun to have us all together. Yeah. You know, yeah. cause that's rare, yeah. you know, cause now that a lot of us have gotten sober and have kids and right. Everybody's or, kind of, moving you know, on with life. Done yeah. just a little bit 
we're not i mean there used to be times where we'd get together at random bars in like mohawk tavern or something yeah. and there'd be like 20 of us randomly yeah. but it'd be cool in a different environment but right. back to tattoos <laughs> so 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 you know you told me a little bit of story before we started recording about what got you into it what inspired you and was it your stepdad was that what who was it or uh, so no actually it was my my ex-wife's dad actually okay. bought me my first uh tattoo kit um kind of funny actually we were he he's uh lives up in alaska big biker dude covered in tattoos and um you know he was talking about getting some work done and i was like yeah you know i'd like to learn how to do a tattoo someday and He's like, oh, well, you even draw anything, you know? And I was like, well, yeah, kind of, you know, through a couple of moves, I had lost a lot of my art from when I was younger and everything. So I, I just had some sketches and stuff that I kind of pulled together and showed him. And he was like, I'll tell you what, he's like, you promised me to practice, you know, all the time. He's like, I'll, I'll buy you your first kit, you know? Right. And I was like, yeah, dude, I'm totally down. He's like, but you know, this is an investment, you know, this is an investment for me. You know, I might be helping you out, sure. but I want to get some tattoos later sure. on, you know? So, so you get freebies for life kind of thing. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think I've ever charged him for anything yet. Right. I don't think I've, I've tattooed him three or four times. She, actually, she actually got remarried and, and, uh, uh, the day the day that they were supposed to be doing their um, little wedding ceremony or whatever, he came down and, and got tattooed. And he was like, you tell her that I came down here and I'll kill you, you know. <laughs> the cat's out of the bag because you, right. you just said it on a recording. Right. But <laughs> so, no, that's all right. It won't affect me. I know. That's funny. That's cool, though. I mean, it's cool you believed in you because, you know, art, just drawing in general, that started pretty young, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, I and, think I actually I was taking um, art classes out at the university like before school even like, right. like like preschool days you know my, did you always have a confidence though like or was that even into I don't your know if you really have a confidence with art dude you just go for it <laughs> yeah i mean I, I think you talk to any artist and they're they're always their own worst critic you know sure. so um even though stuff's looking good you're always tearing yourself apart you know you're right. always, you, you you only see what you can do better you know right so. and a lot of it you know i mean if it's portraits it's one thing because you're matching something maybe looking at a picture but a yeah. lot of it's just abstract and Portraits are, are probably more difficult, really. Yeah. Um, I've done a couple of family members, but uh, for the most part, it's, you know, like famous faces and stuff like that, you know, characters and, and, and so movies and stuff. And so there's caricatures a little bit yeah. that, that you can kind of stick to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, like with, in the flyer. With a character, you kind of have a little bit of room for some leeway, you know, as right. opposed to just like, this is my family member. If you don't nail this tattoo, it's going to be... You right. Know. <laughs> and nobody knows exactly, like, uh, what's a good example? You know, like if some... Like Conan O'Brien's got like his pompadour red hair. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you got something you can kind of go with. Right. I don't know why I thought of Conan O'Brien as the yeah. first thing. The, the, the one that one. actually always comes to mind for me that I've done is uh, Johnny Depp is Crybaby. Right. Yeah. And that's, again, and you know, the puckered lips and the, the yeah. you know, the yeah, cheekbones. The greaser style. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that so. one's really good. I mean, I'm going to, obviously, in the show notes, there's going to be a link to your Instagram and your Facebook page so that people can check out your work. Right. And I chose to use the flyer of the one with Joker because that one is just flawless. Dude, like, I had uh, I had that like stapled to my wall for seven years or something like that. I had tried to talk people into letting me tattoo it on them and stuff. And then one day somebody came in and was like, hey, I want to do a Heath Ledger Joker. And I was like, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> a good on one. It. <laughs> it's a good one. And I'm, I'm going to have you do a new one. We're going to finally do the sleeve. And I'm going to let you do you like i'm gonna let you do the nature stuff hell yeah so or i mean animals is it animals or more or is it like the trees and mountains and stuff all of it you can do all, all of it, it at this yeah, point. yeah yeah i enjoy all that stuff i mean grew up in the northwest you know so 
exactly. it's, it's a big part of my life. And we're going to get into that at the at the end of this episode too about your new endeavor that is very Northwest themed. Yeah, so yeah. we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. Awesome. So, uh, you know, when you when you far, when you first started out, let's just touch on this. So when you first started out, this comes with obviously a lot. You've you totally have grown and become one of you know the best artists every time you post stuff everybody's in awe and the, and i'm sure that the comments keep you going because facebook oh, yeah. absolutely <clears throat> you'll get this people like oh my gosh jake you know and your mom i see your mom was always yeah. like oh my god so yeah, beautiful she's he, a huge supporter she's still surpri- <laughs> not surprised but in awe right, you know right but i remember when you first started <laughs> so, Uh-oh, here we yeah go. <laughs> and, it, and it's really i mean all of us back in as, those penis butterfly days yeah oh gosh so you know you've always been a really humble guy, really kind person, easygoing and a good friend. And so it was really hard because you would post some of these tattoos and I actually have a ton of respect for this, but you would post your tattoos and everyone would be like, Whoa, yeah, that is uh, a yeah. questionable, you know? Yeah. And then the biggest thing I thought with social media, cause you'd put them out there was, I was like, this is going to, how is he going to get through the, di- like people that don't know him right. seeing this and destroying it. Right. And so that had to have been, you know, I, there, there definitely was a little bit of ups and downs for sure. You know, I, I had, I had a few people kind of attack me verbally or whatever, you know, with stuff that, Ooh, you, yeah. you know, I mean, art, art is, is so, you know, in the eye of the beholder, you know, I mean, um, what looks great to one person might look like crap to the next person sure. you know so i mean it's all in 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 you know interpretation when um, I, you know i don't think the average person understands really what goes into tattooing or the art of it but what is it that really makes it so that is it that you're shaky like in the beginning where where like line work isn't just so precise yeah i mean uh, it's there's a big difference between working on a piece of paper or right. canvas or anything like that and working on the skin. So how the ink saturates and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. One, you have to have the, the skin has to be tight in order for the, the ink to even like saturate properly. Um, you're not tattooing on a flat surface. You're tattooing right. on something that moves. You're tattooing on something that breathes. You're right. tattooing on something that bleeds, you know I mean? And you're nervous just, cause you were starting yeah, out. Oh yeah, I absolutely mean, dude. I get people all the time that are like, Oh man, you have the cush, like most cush job in the world. And I'm like, dude, you don't understand what it takes to permanently mark somebody's body for the rest of their life. Right. I'm I mean, sure that, you still get, I you oh, still yeah, get, every, every you, day, you know, every still day. get nervous and still do things. That you're like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, but, the, I think the nerves have kind of settled a little bit, but, but that, you know, like, are they going to like it is, is always in the back of your head. Sure. You know, always. I so. mean, as a barber, I think what we do is very similar, yeah. you know, I oh, mean, yeah. obviously it's less permanent and I've had people verbally like oh my gosh and oh, then yeah. you go home and like tear up i mean I'm, not- I'm, i might be a culprit of that here and there i don't ever tear anybody apart for it but you know if, if somebody does a bad haircut on me I, I usually don't go back sure <laughs> yeah and i mean we're human and it's like i i've had long time customers that i just shit the bed sometimes right. like one haircut is just not as good but yeah. i mean it's a haircut it's not as big of a deal but like you know that's what makes you grow you don't you don't yeah. learn from doing things right right you know, you well, know what i mean so you know, going back to like having started tattooing i even numbered my tattoos like when i posted them on social media like number one number two number three you know and 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 i think you know being able to watch that progression has probably made the biggest impact in my career i think you know what is the what is it that the kids are saying this is why i respect it it's you got bde dude it's big mean? dick energy. It's when it's when you, you got balls, dude, because you have to go. I mean, to start a career like that is so permanent for people. And then you have to go through this trial and tribulation. Yeah. And like, you know, you talked about getting your first machine, tattoo machine, that right away, 
you know, you're not supposed to be doing stuff at home, but how how else do people right. get started? I mean, I think everybody now, does it. I, th- I think the industry the industry has definitely changed in the last like four or five years. Um, you know, you don't you don't run into the people that are you know starting in their houses 10, 15 years right. ago. You know, and and then coming into the industry at least locally anyways, you're starting to see a lot more people that have been involved in art most of their life. And then they start to go to, to so tattoo then there's, school. And there's more opportunities with fake skin and stuff like that too, yeah, that you can yeah, work on. And just yeah. like beauty school, just like, you know, the apprenticeships and the schools. Cause there's, right. that's the difference is that, it's, well, and, you know, I've only been in the industry roughly eight years professionally. Um, and, and, uh, to look at where it's come in that eight year stretch. I mean, when I started, everybody was running coil machines and I don't know anybody that runs a coil anymore. Right. You know, those, those days have kind of come and gone and, and that's just, you know, evolution of the industry. I well, mean, the there's so much evolves. technology. The ink itself now. too is it evolves. And I, and I think that that has a lot to do maybe with, with, uh, your early work too is, and I'm giving you an out, but it's right. true. I drew, I truly believe this, that it's the tools. It's the tools that you, did, yeah. you know, because I know for me with barbering, it's like when I first started out, I was like, how can I get this cheap? Yeah. How can I get this cheap? And like the best possible product, throw the best possible product out with, with investing the least amount right, of money, right. you know? Cause I mean, when you start out, you just don't have it, but then you, as somebody in the industry, you have to use the tools and then be like, this one sucks. And I don't yeah. like this part. And then yeah, and no, constantly that's, evolving. That's huge actually. And, and I, I don't think about that too often really. But, uh, when I, when I did first get started, the, the machines that I was using were the machines that my ex-wife's dad bought me for my jump kit. And they came from superior tattoo and superior tattoo is not a professional level, sure. you know, uh, uh, vendor or whatever. Right. Um, so, so nowadays, like I wouldn't even use those as paperweights, dude. I still, I still have one of them, but the first like year that I was tattooing, that's what I used. Right. Was those and that's what I'm saying. It's like, like $20 machines. It's like know? if for a barber, if you're going to go and you're going to get your like wall is the brand is a good brand. Right. Yeah. But if you buy a $20 pair at Walmart, right. That's not going right. to, that's not going to cut I might, it. I might have a couple of those at home. I mean, I think most people do, you know, I think I probably do in my bathroom, you know, yeah. but like, but you know, Oster 76s or something like, you know, you have to go for the premium right. product that, and then constantly well, you want to get stuff that's made by barbers or by tattoo, tattoo artists. Yeah, you know, now yeah. there's even gloves that are designed by tattoo right, artists. Right. Right. Yeah. There's so much stuff out now. It's insane. And, and I don't know if it goes the same for you, but uh, you know, there's so many options as far as machines go now in the tattoo industry. Um, you know, and, and the, the, anything that's of, of decent quality is going to be pretty high in value. Oh yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, looking at buying a $700 machine that you've never ran before and you don't know if you're going to like it at all. I mean, sure. I, I really want to get a new machine right now and, and you know, they're, they're so spendy. And like, I'm sure there's different factors. Like there's, um, you know, like if, is it Dave Navarro? Is that the guy on tattoo? Yeah. Like if his picture's on it, it's like another 200 bucks. Right. You know what, you know what I mean? If his like, picture was on it, I wouldn't buy it. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like, there's a, just for an example, not to kind of keep going back and forth between tattooing and barbering, but it's similar that there's like a, uh, a, a neck trimmer or lineup trimmer called the bevel, I think. And it's, yeah. it's sponsored by not or endorsed with Nas. Yeah. And it's like for a neck trimmer, which typically runs between 50 and a hundred bucks. Right. Right. They're like two sixty or some craziness. Yep. Yep. And it's just because of that. I mean, I think they're really good cause they have a zero gap and we're not talking about barbering, but, but like it's, 
it's a premium thing, but they're like making it even more premium, you know, right. just by raising the price. So there's right. a lot of that and you have to find. And that happens in the tattoo industry too. I right. mean, you know, you get, you get big names attached to stuff and, and they're the ones promoting it all the time or right. whatever. And, and a lot of the times they're the ones that are creating this stuff, sure. you know, they're the ones that are developing the technology for it. So. Which is good. Yeah. Which is, and then if you have artists that you follow, cause I mean, with everything, you know, you go to the expos yeah. and I'm sure that you are like goo goo over certain artists. You're like, Oh my God, yeah. this person is the, you know, yeah. Occasionally, occasionally. Um, I, I feel like that's kind of going away a little bit too, but yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, there, there's some names out there that if, if I seen them sitting there tattooing out, I, I would yeah jump and run and be like, dude, what's up? You know, right. that's fading because you're kind of just getting more like you're not as impressed th- or is I, no, it- not that I think I'm just, um, coming to terms with where I'm at. That's pretty cool, man. I mean, have you ever forgotten a tattoo? Hear me out with this. (laughs) Have you ever Uh done a tattoo, (laughs) posted it, forgot about it, then saw it pop up on your newsfeed somehow and been like, dude, who did that? That's really good. So, uh, (laughs) one of the guys that I work with actually, Tony, Tony McAllister, he's super well known, um, locally also great tattoo artist, amazing guy. Um, I've, I've done some tattoos on him and, and he actually just recently was getting worked on by one of the guys in the shop and um they were working on his chest or neck or something like that and uh he tagged me in the post and was like you know i would want to thank my brothers for for doing some of this work on me and i got on there and commented i was like dude i don't i don't think i did any of that work and he's like oh no you did he's like you did the the script and everything that's down below it you know and I had to look real close at the picture and I was like, Oh yeah, now I remember. You, you know, just straight but, forgot. And that's, that's somebody that I'm like really close with, you know? So, um, I, I, I don't feel like I forget tattoos very often. Usually I forget the person and, and I remember the tattoo, you know, I've had right. people come into the shop and I'm like, Hey, how can I help you? You know? And they're like, I want to get a tattoo. And I'm like, Oh, is this your first one? And then they'll be like, Oh, well actually you did this one, you know? So it happens once in a while, but I mean, that's kind of comes with a territory, because, which kind of sucks. I yeah, mean, it hurt. It, yeah. like it's, you probably, I mean, I, I know but, the feeling but when you've only, you know, you've only worked with this person once before and you haven't seen them in maybe two years sure. or something, you know, but I it's mean, so meaningful to them Yeah, with yeah. a tattoo that, and that's what makes you feel bad is because yeah. you know, they're never going to forget. Right. You know, at least most people, when you, when you ask them like where they got the tattoo, they might say the shop first, but I guarantee they almost always know the artist. You See, know? Uh, so I have gone to a couple parlors in Eugene and paid, you know, like, cause like I said, I had a friend of mine who was an apprentice and we did some stick and poke stuff early on. Right. And then I've gone to a couple of people that I didn't know that I just walked in. And then now my experience, because we've got such a rapport and we've known each other is completely different. So it makes me almost forget what it was like, but I definitely got that informal feeling yeah. And that's as somebody in a service job, that's something you want to like get past. And I know that as I've gotten more mature and developed in my career and, and as a human being, as I've matured that I'm more engaging with the people. And I think that has a lot to do with what we were talking about before about the level of confidence. Cause if, if you can't do, you can't both be doing the tattoo and focusing on that and making sure it's flawless art also at the same time making sure that the person in your chair or whatnot is entertained is like entertained and is is being 
stroking their ego or like listening to them talk about their divorce and how their wife has is constipated all the time or whatever (laughs) whatever like random ass stuff oh man some of the crazies that come along with i can't imagine and it's so personal you know what i mean and so when it's and it's not like a 10 minute block i mean usually it's like hours at a time you know i mean and and anymore like i'm usually working on one person a day so it could be five six seven hours that i'm sitting there with them and right and yeah you'll go through like cycles of conversations you know and you'll hear their whole life story and they'll they'll probably hear mine too you know so yeah and so i mean i'm sure you remember some of the wacky stuff so if he doesn't if you come into anchored ink and jake's like who who do i I know you and you don't it's probably a good thing yeah (laughs) you you know what i mean it's probably a good thing you're probably normal yeah it's like i tell people when they're like last time you cut my hair it was great and i'm like oh crap and they're like what do you mean i'm like well you're gonna have to explain what we did because if it was bad i probably stayed up at night staring at the ceiling because i remember you know what i'm saying oh yeah no absolutely you remember the bad ones because fortunately at this point they happen less right you know so maybe you just don't get that reaction that you thought you were gonna get or something yeah you know yeah so yeah that's funny uh so um what are some of the big changes in the community i mean i i think you know i wanted to touch on the stigma early on i mean this has really changed with tattooing because even in our lifetime i remember high school age obviously we we weren't all tatted up and stuff but but like well when i was in high school it was the first time i thought about actually first time i thought about being a tattoo artist i think i was probably like 13 years old and i was a kid didn't really you know whatever that's it's kind of a cool story but uh um, in high school, I, I wanted to be an artist, you know, I knew I wanted to be an artist and, um, you know, thinking about like what I could do to actually have a legitimate income sure. as an artist, you know, cause most artists are starving. We all know that. Right. You know? Um, so yeah, first thing I thought of was tattooing and, and back then, um, you know, it was, it was, it was rough and tumble. Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, it was the bikers and the gang members and right. carnies and or stuff jail. like that. Yeah. Like, jail, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, and you know, in the last 20 years, I mean, that's completely flipped upside down. I mean, yeah, because I mean, if you're in the hospital, it's pretty rare that a nurse is not going to have like a sleeve. Right. And, you know, and you, know? you see more nurses and doctors and stuff anymore than probably any profession. Yeah. Seriously. I don't yeah. know what it is about the nurses that it's just tatted. I remember, you know, when we were starting out after high school and, and friends of ours, male, female, whatever, we're trying to get jobs at right. Denny's and people are like, Oh yeah, you can't, what did you get that tattoo for? You know, you're not going to be able to get a job at Denny's. Right. You know what, you know what I right. mean? And it's like, seriously, like, Oh dude, I would, I would hate to have to go and look for your work now. <laughs> but that's the thing is, is that, I mean, honestly, if you were to work, you would probably do construction or some shit. Do you know what I'm no, saying? Like, no, no, you no. run a ba- You would run a bakery, you know, uh, shit, maybe. Yeah, I don't right? know. <laughs> That's the thing is, is that our, but like, that's the reality is that even running a bakery, your full sleeves, that's the people that you see yeah. on the shows. Do you know right. what I mean? Like they're not even tattoo artists, right? but they're making cupcakes and they've got full sleeves. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it's pretty funny that it's really changed. Oh no, yeah. No, you see it everywhere now, dude. I mean the cop, you know, like knocking on your door. Yeah. Yeah. For Absolutely. Whatever reason or... And then, you know, we... We were talking a little bit before we started recording about daydreaming about maybe one day trying to start our own businesses next door to each other. It'd yeah. be really cool having a barbershop next to a, a tattoo business. And at one point, cause I would really think to own a barbershop, I would want to promote it to a family. So like I'd want a mom, a single mom to be willing to bring her two boys in or whatnot. Right. But I'd also want like a grandpa to be comfortable there. Right. And that's, you cannot make your demographic narrow, you know? Right. And so tattooing is a little bit, it different. is a little more narrow, but yeah. I wouldn't be as opposed o- only because of, of what it entails to actually do a tattoo, you know, at anchored ink. I mean, we, 
accept anybody that walks in the door. You know, we have as people that come in with our as kids. As long as they're stuff. eighteen, you know yeah. exactly. Um, but but at the same time, with with tattooing, you have to as a client, you have to consider what the artist is going through in order to do this tattoo. So you know, coming in with like your newborn baby and there's nobody to help you, like that might be a little difficult. You know, or right. um, you know, like having a screaming child in there or something like that. Like those things might be a little bit. Um, you know, kind of, uh, yeah, it's, it is a little more intense because you're basically creating a wound. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then, then, cause if we, if there's blood drawn in our shop, there's a problem. Right. Right. <laughs> you, you know, right. so, and for so, us, it's, uh, you know, you know, and, given. and I mean, I do haircuts on five month old kids, right? you know, so there's a little bit of a difference there. And I always like seeing the kids come in when, you know, their parents are sitting there getting tattooed and stuff. I always stop and I'm like, here, you want to, you know, you want to give it a shot and you want to oh color gosh. on your mom? Right. <laughs> want to draw something on your dad? Wow. Yeah. You know, that <laughs> I haven't when, got any takers yet, but you, you know. know that when they do that though, I don't know, maybe they're familiarizing with the kids, but like, say, I'm sure that like one kid comes to the other kids at school or something like maybe like the four year old who's in preschool comes right. with his mom. And then the next day that four year old, like his brother's asleep and he like just draws all over. Him. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like he just gets the sharpie and he's yep. like he's just draw he inks him up you know oh, yeah. i'm sure it happens oh my my kids did that <laughs> that's pretty funny uh yeah so 18 obviously is the age do you think that that's a good age do you think that it should be 21 you know i i, I don't know a hundred percent sure of this but uh um i'm i heard up in portland that you have to be 21 to get tattooed now yeah and um, I'm not going to say that you necessarily should be older or younger or anything. I think that, um, in order to get a tattoo, the level of maturity should be there. Yeah. Um, at 18 years old, was I ready to get a tattoo? Uh, probably not. Yeah. I mean, I, I waited, was, I, was, I waited, but, but more because of monetary, right. you know, like to be honest, because I mean, when I actually got tattoos i got some whack ones so what's the difference right, you know right. what i mean like i have an uncle buck tattoo but which i need you to touch up but it's like, pretty sweet it is pretty sweet you know and i don't care i mean it that's, i got them to where you can cover them right and i purposely kept my tattoos on my inner arm like my forearms so that right. you can if i curl my arms they're, they're gone yeah. you know and yeah. it's optics to me to each that's to each individual you yeah. know i get it's funny how people ask i get so annoyed i, th- people I think ask. you know at 18 years old i think it's a little you know, you're kind of teetering on the edge. Like, are yeah. you going to be able to really choose something that's going to look good on you for the rest of your life? Or, or Malachi, or God. even something that, you know, you're going to, you know, 10 years down the road, are you still going to have those same views or, right. or, you know, enjoy that piece of art or whatever, you know? Like I said before, my stepson Malachi came in and got a tattoo. And how was he, by the way? Good. good. He was cool. Yeah. He, yeah. It's funny really because. Really easy, super chill. Yeah. He's, he's so, I'm really proud of him how he is out in the world he's right. a jerk to us but, right. <laughs> but for the he's he he teenage kids have their good and bad days you oh know? yeah absolutely but he's a very mature young man I, out I, in the world i was know? gonna say I have, a, I have a shirt that says I, I survived my teenage daughter nice yeah but he <laughs> was it was funny because i at first i thought when he told us that he was going to get a tattoo that he was expecting us to be like don't right you know and we're like what are you gonna get right. you know because for one he is 18 for two right the stigma is gone. Yeah. You know, that we're not and, as concerned about you're him. tattooed. You right. Know, oh, so. yeah. And I have tattoos and so does Dana. And, and you know, I think you obviously when I was really happy with Malachi listening to me that right. he went to you because I trust you. I know that you're a, a not only a good artist, a good human being. The experience was going to be good. I, I doubt 
I mean, I'm sure he has a really good friend from high school that, and I'm going to name drop, but his uh, friend Rowan's mom, uh, Heather Miranda, is oh, like yeah. one of the most talented people in the world. Oh, yeah, you no, know? absolutely. So, I love Heather. Yeah, and so she obviously will be doing some work on him, I guarantee it. Oh, yeah, and he it, better get tattooed by yeah, her, Yeah, because Rowan is a great kid, and Rowan is really good friends with both of my stepsons, and so... That's awesome. Yeah, so... and. So that'll be cool. And, you know, I personally, like, I know you well enough that, like, you don't, you don't own me. No, no. But this is a funny thing because some tattoo artists will act weird about, like, I would get another artist just for the simple fact that I want to honor different, you know, styles of work. And I think that you would be obviously cool with it. it. That's why, that's why I know you're doing well. There was actually a time, uh, so not going to name names again, but, uh, the first shop that I worked in, um, I think I was actually still an apprentice and I went to one of the other shops and got tattooed by Tony, actually Tony McAllister. And, uh, you know, when I was leaving to go to that appointment, they were like, Oh yeah, have fun getting tattooed by the traders, you know, or, or, you know, whatever, you know, the competition and stuff. And yeah. And then, I felt like it kind of, it kind of broke the ice and opened up the door to where other people in the shop started kind of going out and doing those things too, you know? And, That's good. And it is, it is kind of, I mean, it kind of wears on your mind a little bit when you've tattooed somebody quite a few times and then next thing you know, they're, they're in the chair next to you sure. tattooed by somebody else. Sure. And we don't own anybody, you know? Like, no, but I, I, I appreciate that other people appreciate other people's work, you know, right. like they can do stuff that I can't do and vice versa or whatever. Um, but yeah, you have to, you have to be a little bit more I mean, open minded about it. Cause there are, there are some guys in town that like, they'll disown you, you know, like yeah. they don't want to tattoo you anymore because you went and got tattooed by somebody else because <laughs> maybe they feel like they're better or, you know, they're just, just on their high horse or, or whatever maybe it not. is. Or maybe not. Maybe they're, yeah. you know, they're worried that like, cause you know, it is your, it is what puts food on the table, right. you know? Right. So there's that element. The, the biggest taboo thing. I know is to go and have a consultation done and then take that design. That's like, yeah, to some other tattoo artist, that's criminal. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've had that happen. And, and, um, you know, I think, I think clients don't understand sometimes, you know, and, and, you know, however they look at it. Yeah. I mean, it's not a cool thing to do by any means, you know, I mean, you should at least show that person some respect to at least not use their design, you know, something. Does it happen more with people that don't, have a lot of tattoos like so that if if somebody has like Us- maybe- usually yeah usually yeah. it's the people that are are not necessarily i mean the, the the people that come in and get tattooed all the time they're pretty well rehearsed and and how we feel about things and how they feel about things and and they kind of know how to tiptoe around the right. industry you know um yeah people that don't know especially you know the younger kids and stuff like that and and social media i think is a huge benefit but it's oh, also yeah. there's poaching designs and yeah there's poaching designs but then the the thing that drives me nuts most about social media and i might be sticking my foot in my mouth right here but um i get people all the time that are like hey how much would you do a little cover-up for how much would you do this kind of tattoo for and it's like dude i, I really need to talk to you in person i can't just right. you know like throw some numbers in the air and and hopefully that's you know what we're going right because you can undersell or over shoot yeah and, and, and even you know somebody will send me a picture of like a tattoo on somebody's forearm and they want something similar and it's like i don't know how big your forearm is i mean you know you could be like a body of a 12 year old or you could be a body of a you know the right. jolly green giant right you know so so you just it's, i mean it's probably a good thing to say like 
I don't like to give quotes over the phone. That's usually what the, I tell yeah. people, especially social media. I usually, you know, I usually try and get everybody to come in. Which is the probably, shop. it's probably good too, because it probably filters out the people that aren't serious. Cause it, yeah. cause then they come in, you know, and make a little deposit or whatnot. Well, that's how it was when I first got started, you know, Hey, Hey, draw this up for me and I'll get it tattooed. And so you draw it up for them. And a year later, you still got that drawing sitting there and, sure. and you know, they probably went and got tattooed by somebody else or I've, something. I mean, you know? I've been guilty of that with you and I know it's obviously not an issue as much because we're buddies, but like right. where I've been like, I want to do this crazy. And you're like, Pat, this is back in the day. I'm sure that you're like, Patrick, you're drunk. <laughs> Shut the hell up. I don't remember thinking that. No, but, but like just they're, in they're, general, there was bugging you a few times and just asking, like, I was so demanding because it was, I was I've in, always enjoyed working with you. So oh, I, I know, but know. I was in a spot, even though I'm like squirmish, dude, I hate getting tattooed, man. Yeah. I like the finished work, but I'm like, fuck this hurts, dude. Well, like, there's, there's a, yeah, some, some of our friends that we grew up with, um, Nick actually, especially Nick Quigley. Yeah. Love that guy, dude. He's like a brother to me, but, uh. His his ideas for his tattoos are are like so far out there. I can't even picture them in my own head, dude. Right? <laughs> you know. So yeah. And I I've yet to tattoo him. We've does talked, he have tattoos? He does. Okay. Uh, he has. I think he only has one. He's got to have it's a Chicago like a, Bears tattoo. I'm sure. No, it's a "Don't Tread on Me" flag. Seriously? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. We're not getting into that. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. You know what? I love everybody. Yeah. yeah. Eat, eat, everybody love everybody. No, but that's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, it is funny because. I can't wait till I actually get to tattoo him. <laughs> I, do, I definitely don't want to get into politics, but it's funny that the people that I've grown up with in Springfield that I admire that have differing views than me, I, I'm so grateful for that. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Because we'll, we'll talk about it for briefly. That like for one, like the Second Amendment stuff, you are passionate. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, and honestly, I probably stick my foot in my mouth with that. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Hear me out. So you and I got in a real heated debate one time on Facebook and I was super excited about it because we were being like pissy. But like we knew I knew even through my phone, the right. minute that we set this down, the conversation is over. Right. Like it's not a. Where there's no doesn't change our to view. Be honest, of how I don't we, even remember the conversation. I, I mean, I just remember <laughs> I remember feeling that like this is refreshing because yeah. both of us were like fucking pissed. You well, know what I'm saying? Like and at the moment or whatever. But then it's a super cool thing because I've grown and I've evolved and I think you've actually you'll be happy to hear this. But I you changed my view because we you were willing to engage. It's funny you don't remember because it was very passionate. I think it was after one of the school shootings or something. It was a tough time. It's been a couple know? years. Sure. Yeah. And you know, your experiences that we won't get into fully, but like, you know, you've got you've I totally don't mind. If, you've lived you know. through um gun violence to where your brother was murdered. Right. And, you know, we live in a town that there was a school shooting. And so your take is different. And, and both of those things actually happen within like a year of each other. Too, yeah. You know, a year, year or two of each other. So, yeah. I mean, and so your take is different. And yeah. then, you know, I'll, I think this is kind of the elephant in the room. Like we're gonna, I want to touch on it because the thing that you're getting into, the big thing that we were going to talk about too, is your new um, apparel, you know, your new brand, essentially right. 45, 45 degrees Northwest, which I'm going to, you know, post links to the page and, and it's a, it's a hunting enthusiasm, enthusiasm, outdoor enthusiasm page. Right. And so obviously hunters are going to be the, the group that the second amendment is like vital, right. you know, you know, it's right. like, how can you, how can that continue? Right. And so the, the one thing that I've always thought, so on a different note, there's a lot of people that are on the left that don't understand, and I call myself progressive, but there's a lot of left on people on the left that don't understand how uh, people on the right or people that are more conservative or libertarian, whatever you want to call it, 
look at things like I know for a fact that people that hunt are con- con- conversate or conservationalists. Right. They care about the environment. Like oh, for yeah. people to be like, oh, they just don't more, care. Yeah. More than the people that. that yeah. Don't. A lot of the stuff that you see where there's just trash and what not being left is by. I don't want to just drop labels, but it's like hippies and stuff. Like yeah. it's not. I mean, it's not. Well, even uh, even even on a political level, I mean, you know, our our, our politicians, most of them have never had any experience none, whatsoever, none. you know, so all they're going off of is what they hear and what they're told, you right. know, and, and yeah, if you want to, if you want to make a policy, by all means, make a policy, but educate yourself or right. at least be educated on, so the on thing, what you're doing. It's you know? tough because I think that the people that are, this is just my, my take, the people that are strong advocates for guns, it, I almost put the onus on them to find solutions and it's impossible you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's tough. It's so tough. Yeah, but, there, there's so much stuff going on with that right now. I don't even and, really. And, I don't think we need to get into it. But I, right. I just want to commend you on the the conversations that we've had about it. We got so heated, and you're so level headed about it that you were able to be like, you know what? We're just talking. Yeah. We're not. We're not. Patrick's not going to take my guns. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. and. You know, if I made an argument that like Obama didn't take guns or whatever, people would be like, you're probably right. You know, right. like it obviously didn't happen. And so that's cool. And I think it's really important for people to have differing views, challenge each other, learn from each other. Because like one thing that I'm passionate about that people that are on the right are starting to ease up a little bit is Medicare for all. They're starting to be like, maybe it is a better idea because we're losing all this money and you have the risk of bankruptcy. Right. You know, and so people that have differing viewpoints, whether on social issues, maybe they're starting to look at certain things like, okay, maybe this is something we can meet. In the middle. I, I think with all that stuff, it's a balancing act and, and you need both sides. Dude. Absolutely. You need both sides to keep each other in check. Cause, cause you can't go, you know, extreme one direction. I, I mean, and it'll never work you no. know, for anything. No. But the biggest so. misconception for people on the left is that the people on the right don't care about the earth. Cause that's insane. Right. You know, policies, climate change on the national level, that's a whole different thing. But locally in Oregon, leave no trace, you yeah. know, and, you know, like Tyler from that Oregon life, that's his like most passionate thing is leave no trace. Yeah, you know, he's a good yeah. friend. And, and we're, the, we're really big about that, too. When we go out, you know, absolutely. I mean, we, yeah. Pick up everything. You have you to know, yeah, pack out everything, you know. And, and so so we got a little off track. So let's go ahead and get into the, the you know, the 45 degrees northwest. This yeah. this is an upstart. Um, essentially, your end game is to do. Is it live streams on YouTube? Um, yeah, I mean, we're just, we're just maybe eventually, I mean, it'd be awesome if we did get to that point. Um, there's actually a a group of guys in Oregon, it's called born and raised outdoors. Right. Um, they're Southern Oregon boys, you know, grew up together and, and, um, they do something really similar to this and and they're doing like actual, like live videos. Like they actually have like a series that they do. And and, so you'll get there, but then apparel yeah, and just, so our, our, our direction with it is. You know, I'm I'm not a professional hunter. I'm not sponsored by anybody. Yet. My friends aren't. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe one day. Sure. You know, but um, you know, we're just we're just regular people out there, just trying to have a good time. And and I feel like what what holds people back from doing those things is is being educated about it. People don't know how to tie a fishing line on, right. you know, or what bait to use, or 
you know, what gun do I use or, or like, how do I even use this gun? You know sure. what I mean? So one of, one of our goals is to kind of help, um, like educate people and, and inspire people to get out and actually try these things. I mean, that's all we're doing. The we're thing just, I we're like just about, going out there and doing these things and, and it's all trial and error. I well, mean, the thing I like about the scale, like the Facebook page, the thing I like about the scale is it's an upstart. So it's just getting started. You got to, right. it's growing fast, but right. it, you know, it's, it's not so huge that, that it get like posts get buried and right. all that stuff. And right. that's really cool because it's a place, a forum essentially that people yeah. can go and engage about different One, things. We really want to make it feel like it's a community of people that have come together, you know, that, right. that are passionate about these things, you know, or, or maybe just people that want to be educated about these. So things, is the Facebook page a public group? I mean, anyone can join, but do they have to go through a series of questions? No, no, no. It's There's, pretty public yeah, right any, now. Yeah. Any, anybody can join here. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, cause I started a group called the five for one community and it's the same kind of thing where I'm, Really what I'm trying to do is, it is a small scale, you know, right. but it is trying to have a place where people can get, uh, like, I just want to, what's, what's going on locally? So there's a lot of events and different things posted. Right. And what I was coming to the conclusion was, it's like, all these other people are doing this and it's not a knock on them by me saying this, but all these other people are doing this and they do it their way. And we've been in this town long enough that I want to be the one having this voice. I want my right. friends to be heard, you know, because right. there's... The reason that I started this podcast is because there's so many people that I know that have stories like yourself that need to be reflected that are not represented. Right. And so, like like I said in the intro, the Spent the Rent podcast is for the underrepresented because there's so many hoity-toity people. And then you got so many extremes on the other end, right. you know, and it's like there's so many normal ass people that just don't get heard. Yeah. Everybody has a story. Well, that's, you know? I think I told you earlier and we were, we were talking before we got started here and I told you about how, you know, I, there was, um, a local person that's doing something similar to what we're doing right now. And, and he had posted some stuff with me on it and somebody got on there. I was like, Oh, you know, what do I care what some tattoo artist thinks? Well, that's a really, really like horrible way to develop a picture about anything. You know, I hate when people say that. Yeah, I hate when I people mean, say like, like, What's the difference between a tattoo artist and a politician? Sure, we're just, all people. I don't, you I don't know, if so. you could own a car dealership or you could own a bakery. I don't care. Like, right. I I get really mad when in politics when they say like, "What does this person in Hollywood know?" Right. Because it's like, well, for like they made a movie about it, and it's like, yeah, which had to do research. Right. So, but even if they didn't, even if it's a dude at Walmart that has an opinion, everybody matters as long yeah. as they're willing. As long as they're willing to listen as well, because, you know, like, like the vaccination argument. Right. right. So as long as people are willing to yeah, listen to that one recently. Too. Right. And and <laughs> if, if you're not willing to have an open conversation and you're just shutting it down, then you're what's the point the in community? Yeah. Right. So, you know, facts matter and all that good stuff. But we could be here forever. But yeah, that's what does a tattoo artist know? And she's like, no, I'm not just a tattoo artist. I'm a father. I'm yeah. a business owner, essentially as an independent business owner. Right. You know, I'm a, a father and you have like 90 kids, don't you? Like how many uh, do you have? Not six? 90, but <laughs> six, seven, three. Yeah. It seems like you're always popping a new one out. No, 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 no. But, <laughs> I don't think we're going to, we're going to shut that one down. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, so there's some regulation happening there. Yeah. No, anyway, anyway, no, uh, but you know, you're not just, I mean, you've, you have experiences, you know, right. the things that you've been through. So you're, I don't even know what context of the post you're talking about, but still it's like, yeah, you, it, it actually had to do with, with gun politics sure. and, and stuff like that. So just to, more, to, more, more like school violence is actually what it was about. But then, you know, people turned it into, you know, gun 
Well, that's issues, ca- that's so. that, I mean, that's something that you actually do have credibility. Right. Because of your personal experiences. Right. I mean, you know, your brother's situation was national news, I'm sure. And was, yeah, it was, yeah. you know, one, something that, that affected my life greatly, even though I knew still gets thrown in my face all the time too, <sighs> yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah. And so that uh, I'm going to, so what about the Alex Jones stuff? I mean, where Alex Jones is, is attacking crisis actors or supposed crisis actors at like Sandy Hook. Right. I mean, we know firsthand like Thurston obviously was a legit, like we right. know. And I've heard that argument, you know, I was cutting a guy's hair one time and this guy was like, we don't even know if that was true. I think it's Zionist and all this nonsense. That the Thurston one? Yeah. Wow. And the kid in my chair goes, uh, he, he put his hand up and he said, stop to me to the, like as the barber. And he was like, let me show you something guy. And he lifted his pant leg and he's like, you think that's fake? And there's a fucking bullet wound in his leg. Yeah, I just tattooed one of the survivors actually. Yeah, I tattooed. A few I wonder of them. if it's the same guy. That... Uh, this is this is a girl. Okay. Yeah. So I mean that doesn't necessarily count it out. It's 2020. No. Right. I'm just, I'm just, yeah, you never know. We're not. Gonna, we're not going to do that. No, but uh, 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 you know, so it was a really real moment for me because yeah. I mean those those are some of the biggest, you know, the three miles moments was what happened with, and it wasn't really your brother. Honestly, it was Pat. It was right. Pat Finley that I knew well. And because as a child, because we were kids, you know, right. what, 11, 12 years old, 12 years old, yeah, 13. I was, I was 13 when it happened, yeah. So when they showed Pat's picture on the news from his school ID and he had his, he's, he was mixed race, but his hair was like bleached out. So when they found him, it was, it was hard, you know, I, my, they showed a picture and his school ID, they couldn't read his last name. So right. named Pat, Patrick, you know, my right. phone blew up. People were like, you know, and so it's crazy how many, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, I get it. I get it from my point of view, you know, but sure. uh, it's crazy how, how it impacted so many was. different people because people yeah, thought it was dude. me. And, you know, Pat and I were casual friends, but people legit thought it was me. And that's when I realized it could have been me. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know yeah, what I mean? And, I, and I'm not trying to dump. I know what you went through, but like no, you just said, no, just I, the impact. And I, I totally, yeah, yeah, no, I totally understand that. You and I weren't even really that tight then. I don't even know if we knew each other yet. Yeah, we did. Spring, because yeah. you went to Springfield, right? Yep, yeah. Middle, middle school? Yeah, well, I, yeah, I went to Springfield Middle School in sixth grade for a little bit and then transferred over to Hamlin. Okay. But you were pretty quiet and I was yeah, yeah, boisterous. Been, yeah. So we knew each other, but casually, and you probably scared me because you were tough. Yeah. <laughs> I was always just quiet and kind of stuck to myself for sure. the most part. You know, no, so. yeah, and but it, everybody's misread at that time, right? But gosh, that that was such a terrible. I mean, uh, the whole just a huge impact on yeah, my yeah. whole community. You know? So I was going to say the three things that, and then obviously the Thurston shooting, and then obviously nine eleven, right? Like those things. So like on a on a personal level, even though we weren't super tight as our families or whatnot, the the situation with your brother and Crystal and Pat that one hit really close to home on a confused personal level. Right. And then the Thurston hit on a communal level. Right. And then nine 11 on a national level. Right. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Cause the, I, I really felt that deeply with what happened with, with your brother and Pat and crystal that it's crystal, right? Yep. Okay. And that my dad was really good because he was like, he's like, Patrick, I just don't know what to say. I don't know how to tell you, but I just want, and this is why I love my dad so much. Cause he was like, but I'm here to listen. You know, if, if I don't know, there's no guidebook on how to handle this, on how to tell a 12 year old what to do about a friend of theirs that was murdered. Right. You know, and I can't imagine what you went through. I mean, yeah, no, it was pretty, it was a pretty crazy time. I mean, 13 years old, I lost my best friend and, and, uh, 
you know, testified in the trials and, yeah. and all kinds of shit. It was, yeah, hugely impactful. Yeah. Hugely impactful. And losing somebody that you love, I, I can only relate through th- from my mom, much different circumstances, but they're with you every day, oh, you yeah. know, and, and I'm sure that you, they're the man that you are today, a lot of it probably has to do with that. You know what I mean? That it probably Absolutely. pushed you and you're like, I can't, cause I, I mean, I'm sure at a young age, you were like told, you were shown that you're like, I'm living every day to the fullest. You don't know if tomorrow's yeah. going to be there. Yeah, yeah, no, I think, you know, 13, 14 years old, I dedicated my life to, yeah, yeah. Li- living for that. That's so, powerful stuff. Yeah. So, you know, Jake, it's an honor, man. Yeah. It's really cool to talk to you and, and catch up, and I hope the people that are listening to this know what the fuck we're talking about, because we just went all over the place, right. but, <laughs> and a lot of personal stories that we yeah. kind of dabbled and jumped, jumped around, but that's fun. That's why I love this, and so oh. I encourage people to check out your work. Yeah. The, the links are in the show notes. Uh, you know, I want to encourage everybody to take a take a look at your work too, dude. I'm, I'm, for sure, we're gonna do huge, some cross promotion. Huge honor to be here. So. Yeah, dude, and it's cool that you're you know you can be in my house. The neighbors are already starting to right. use a spring trimmer. Okay. Sp- yeah. String trimmer, you can hear it. <laughs> no, but uh, it's it's yeah, dude. We've come a long way, you know. Now, yeah. I mean, I was I sat and stared at my lawn yesterday for like 20 minutes. Like, yes, this is this is really nice, yeah. you know. And it's, <laughs> it feels really good, and it's great to share share my home with you and open it to yeah. you. And we're going to do a lot of uh, cross promotions coming up. I want to get you, you know, your ad on the, the website. strpod.com is yeah. my website. So make sure to check that out. And and please, if you're listening to this, check out the show notes and look at Jake's work. I, I posted the picture of the, t- like I said, the Joker one. Another thing I want to make sure that the listeners know, always check out my title sponsor, OregonCashflowPro.com for some, uh, some free videos, money management advice, a great thing that, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to start watching more and more of them and I just haven't gotten around to it, but that's some cool stuff with OregonCashflowPro.com. So check that out. So Jake, is there anything leaving you want to say? I know that now you're going to be like, no, everyone's always, I always ask that question and people are like, no, we're good. No, uh, um, no, besides just, just thank you and, and dude, keep up the fucking hard work. I'm gonna, man, this has been fun. Um, you know, I, I get that the feeling is definitely mutual here, but yeah, you're a huge inspiration for me dude. also seeing, well, I know, appreciate it. This is episode through, so. 32 and I'm going to keep this train rolling. We got next week. I'm going to be interviewing a guy that this is a big one. So Daniel Ivy is going to come and we're going to talk about the housing crisis. One of the big things that I'm going to ask him about is how, what I'm starting to realize is the issue isn't low income housing needs to be there and subsidized for housing. We need more middle income housing. So, yeah. because what happens is the people in the middle income are renting the low income places and then yeah. it leaves this gap. Yeah. And so we need to stop building new arenas and start mm-hmm. building more middle income housing and, and, and put some incentives for the people of the middle. And Absolutely. that's where politically we can all come together because it's the middle class that's been decimated. Right. So, and it's both sides. So, yeah. Yeah. There, there's good people on both sides. Yeah. No, no, but it's a mess out there. I'm gonna right end now. this. I'm gonna end this with a song, a throwback. This is from probably late '90s, early 2000s. This is a good friend of mine, Edward Outward, and uh, Springfield resident, great singer songwriter from back in the day. So this is Edward Outward with "Crumbled to Pieces." Jake, thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm.